In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, it's like verbal goulash or a casserole. It's just a whole bunch of stuff in one, minus corn. I don't like corn. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It's I, the Q Diggity Dog, in the studio with my lovely wife, Jeannie Moran. Jeannie, please salute the troops. Hola. It's dangerously quiet at the Moran house right now, which always worries me. She's medicated. She's medicated. <laughs> good. Life is good. Um, so, today, let's get just right into it. Wow, is there a lot going on? I want to share a quote with you, Man versus Marriage Nation. It comes from somebody I admire greatly as a professional. His name is Ed Milet. If you have not gotten hooked up with Ed Milet, do it. Follow him on Instagram. He has a tremendous amount of content um, and a guy who's definitely doing things uh, to help you get better. Um, his comment is this. It is... Life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. And the mix right now in this moment um, for me is finding, finding victory in adversity because there's a lot of adversity going on right now. Now, um, maybe there's always adversity going on. Maybe life is always happening. I think sometimes life kicks you in the balls you hit your knee and then it just gives you an uppercut in the jaw so it feels like you're down but we've really just been going through it one thing or another one thing after another and maybe because we can't necessarily get out and about and uh, get away it seems like maybe things are piling up a little bit what do you think honey oh definitely it's definitely piling up. There, it's some of it's under our control, some of it's not, and it's just one thing after another, I suppose. Yeah, and I'm I'm really big on focusing on what you can affect. Um, one of my you know core philosophies is focus on what you can affect. Don't focus on the things that are out out of your control. Sometimes those things that are out of your control really really suck, and you want to know how you can see it with a different perspective. But I wrote down a list of things that are that have just been very, very, very difficult going on in our life right now. And I'd have to imagine that many of you out there may be experiencing some of the same frustrations, if you will. You know, and I would put um, something that's a blessing but also a frustration in my life on top of the list is work. I've been very, very fortunate throughout this experience that our company is deemed essential and our company has kept the doors open and I've been able to go and work and provide for my family and have some sort of normalcy continue. That doesn't mean that there's not a lot of anxiety in the air uh, at work and, and maybe taking on that uh, anxiety burden 
for the, you know, 12, 13 other families that I'm kind of responsible for. But man, it has been something else. And um, I refuse to truly, truly complain about it in the sense that I'm, I just have a lot of gratitude um, that I get to keep working. That doesn't mean there are not points of frustration because Lord have mercy there are. And they are real. They're real things. But then I look at what we've been going through, um, and I just want to share some of the journey with you all. And Jeannie and I will talk about what those things have meant. Um, but it's not a it's not a cry a river, poor me, poor us type episode. It's to let you know that we are truly human, and we are going through things, and we don't really sugarcoat them. It's just sometimes life when it's happening, it's crappy or it's difficult. But in the midst of that, I want you to find victory in the adversity. So teenagers, you got some of those? <laughs> the, you can't return them. It's too late. It's past. It's Th- past they're that. They're not uh, going back where they came from. That's <laughs> out of the question. It's past that uh, 90-day return policy by the time they get to be teenagers, and they are just, they're not going back to the store from whence they came, so we understand that. Autism. Autism is... An asshole. It is, most definitely. Um, And we certainly feel for our kids because what they go through and just trying to communicate sometimes, you feel terrible for them. But at the same time, it's something that sometimes will just rule your house. It will disturb the peace. Um, we have peace. I said it's disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> it um, and when you change routine um, on somebody with autism, it takes a long time for them to recalibrate themselves and get back in a routine. So. That has been extremely difficult. This uh, pandemic has everybody kind of closed off in their house. And if you don't get to go to work or you're not going out to do grocery shopping, your life in general has come to a screeching halt. And we are creatures who get out and about and move and need some connection and need to, to get going. And Our people need people. Our, we got lots of people, but they need to see different people. You know, there's not really many places to hide in this home where there's not a person. There is no such thing as your own space. It's not happening. We've had some, you know, some kind of stupid medical things going on, which is throughout our history as a family has been there. But we're just trying to figure out what is the brain doing? What's the brain going to do? What are these seizures going to do? That's one of those things that is going on with us that we have no control over. There's no easy button. There's no YouTube video that you can learn what to do. So and all doctor's appointments are by video. That's yeah, helpful. Virtual doctor's appointments, which is crazy. And then school, it's shut off. Is it going to start? Is it going to be homeschool forever? The kids that go to the Autism Academy that... that um, afford you a little bit of peace because when children with autism are around you always have to be on your guard like today when hunter looked at some letters that were supposed to go out and walk down and around the street 
to the oh, yeah your face i wish they could see your face right now <laughs> i wasn't home obviously when this happened you were home was i yeah yeah you were up here we were getting ready to record he walked out of the house to the mailbox down around the corner put the mail in god knows where because every time he and i go there he has a hard time getting the letters in the box so kevin hart may not get the letter i wrote him um and that means Jonathan may not get the letter that Hunter wrote him and he put it in and then he walked back home and came in the house. So on one side of me is like, well, that's freaking great. He made his way to the mailbox and he made his way back. Yeah, that side of me is not clicked in yet. The side of what the hell was he thinking is kind of what's... He, that's the easy part. <laughs> you know what he was thinking. I got to put the letters in the mailbox, Mom. Yeah, I know what he was thinking, but he knows not to leave off by himself he knows he's not allowed to be without somebody well i mean he knows not to take the trash out without permission but he does it he knows not to go out and try to pick up the dog poop without somebody there to help him but he does it yeah kiki did that the other day she tried to go out to mom's car and was trying to open the doors to go she wanted a slushy we didn't know she wanted a slushy she just walked out this front door and was caught by anisa opening the rattling on the door handle she wanted to go in daddy's car like, well, okay, good to know. Yeah. Go in the house. <laughs> you, you don't watch a guy who puts a metal bowl in the microwave and gets ready to turn it on. So, Or melts a plastic one for turning it on for 10 minutes. True, or puts something in the microwave and melts it for 10 minutes or um, has a bathroom accident and has to run with all his humanity shaking in the wind as his sisters walk around the house. You know, that's just kid stuff. And then... <laughs> You got boys. You got boy stuff happening. Yeah. How do you do that in a pandemic? Well, the girls are that age. The triplets on their way to 18 this year. Ashlyn, she's 16, going towards 17. <laughs> triplets, I mean the twins, 14, headed towards 15. High school. Ugh. Anissa, 12, soon to be 13. No more. Thank you, God, she's still not quite crazy about everybody. She likes actors and people on TV that are unrealistically attainable. We're good with that. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's that. And then one of our kids who's really battling some depression. She's yeah. really having a hard time. Well, you say one like it's more. How many? Yeah, we've had, we've, I think, every each one of them has had their own battle with it she's just been a little deeper in it than the others because they've all had we've had meltdown moments we've had pour your heart out moments we've had um you know the the pandemic has brought reality screeching into their face because it it used to be people were in and out of our lives because we chose to have people in and out of our lives now people are not in our lives because they're not allowed to be in our lives and that for kids, that's a big deal. Hell, for me, it's a big deal. I haven't seen my best friend. I think I've seen her three times, maybe. And yeah. we're used to regular lunch dates or, you know, meeting up with the kids to go swimming because it's summertime. That's what we do. We can't do all that crap right now because where we're at, the rules are still not figured out. And our and our one daughter who's... I, I don't think all of our kids have battled depression. I, I guess we could disagree there. At what one of our girls is going through is pretty serious and it has and it's centered around 
friends. Yeah. Or people that say they're friends, but because she won't do what they do, um, won't accept her, and she's not cool, so they disappear. And she's had well, a track record of... Well, she doesn't have of, parents who don't care what you do or that don't monitor or that let you just have free reign on social media or let you have a $1,200 phone because that's what they do. Okay, that's great, but their families might not have eight children. Their families might not have all the stuff we've got going on. And quite frankly, I really don't want our kids having all that access to social media and crap because look what it does to us. Well, and... You know the next the next step of that, which we'll have to talk about later, because I talked to her um, while you were out to the store. Um, she, you know, the people. It's kind of weird and interesting at the same time because some of the people that those people that we told her were not actual friends, she finally sees it now mm-hmm. that they were not friends. So she's been really going through a hard time. You know, she. Had, she had counted 13 people that were supposed to be her friends and that kind of have gone. And I said, look, I was thinking about you the other day, and I want you to know, if, you, if you're if you doing something, you know I'm the first to call you out and hold you, you know, hold you accountable for it. But I don't want you to get the idea that all of this friendship loss is on you because it's not. Mm-mm. And she's like, well, I think I'm just done trying to find friends I'm going to I'm I'm going to get back into our family because these are my people and these are the people I want to build relationships with and I said that that's wonderful don't put an end to friends forever just understand it's for now and it's just a moment in time and really working on you approving of yourself is a place that you need to start because the way the way that you see yourself if you're disappointed in who you are or what you are you're going to cast that out to other people Mm -hmm. and then you will be so starved for acceptance you go to the wrong people and that's what has happened so we had a nice talk there and then um just different tidbits of frustration here in there, you know, I think having kids cooped up yeah. is it's hard on them because they are they they're sister, brother, you know, it's like sometimes you need a break from those people. And where could they go? Yeah. You know, where and some of the, the friends and families are still not okay with having one kid over or you know, letting them come and hang out in the yard and stuff like that. It's still kind of few and far between for that. Right. And there's been, um, you know, difficulty with diet and exercise and things changing and, you know, not being able to go to the gym full time all the time, you know, for what that's worth. And um, then issues at, with our house. Ugh. Water lines breaking. You oh, know? horrible memories. Panic attacks. That's probably Kirsten at the door. I spoke too soon about it being quiet. Um, and then... She's uh, lights on, lights off. Is she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, our breaking down in communication and... You not know, having our time away. Not right. having our, our breaks from reality. And that 
that's probably oh that's hunter that's one of the things to me that has really spoken volumes is that it when it comes down to it um when it comes down to it how important it is to our marriage and i can only assume every marriage to get some time away where it's Sexy just time us. away from home is necessary it is uh, but so is just having those long drives and conversations and I, we can talk we can have really good conversations but honestly our deep intimate down to the bones no holds barred conversations usually happen in a long distance drive when we don't have kids, we don't have work phones, we don't have people interrupting, we don't have TV. It's just you, me, and a two-hour drive. That's usually our aha moments, if you will, in everything that we're doing. Or when we have big choices to make or decisions coming up, that's usually when those conversations happen. We haven't had those. And having right. those at home is not the same, as you can tell, when people start knocking on the door and I need this and I need that and... Yeah, it's you always, know, always, there, always something. And, you know, I'm sure there's a time where we're going to kind of wish some of these things were bothering us because some of these girls are going to be gone in school and whatnot. But, you know, looking and then looking um, at some of those things, I, I really wanted to talk to our audience to say, if you feel like you're really going through it right now, you're absolutely not alone. We are going through this with you. Um, and it's difficult, but it's not impossible. And what's helped us, as as we were discussing it, what's helped us kind of change the game a little bit is in spite of all... Look, work, I've lost all boundaries with work in my life right now. And it frustrates the piss out of me. It really does. But it's an um, uncontrolled situation right now. It it is. It is. And it, it's consuming my time because we are down people and somebody's gotta cover it. And as the leader of the of the location, it falls to me. But it doesn't make it feel any better that on my days off I'm working full time on my days off and cheating my family. You're trying to be a leader at home and you're trying to be a leader at work and they're clashing. And you know, that that's something and I was listening to Kevin Hart on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast recently, and it made me feel like the, this is the moment that I'm in, and it, and it hit me to the core hard enough where I had to, I had to pause it, and I got, I got like really emotional. It really irked me. He said that you know before his his accident, he said I was married to my career and I was dating my family, and it just, gosh, it just hit me right in the balls it's like i'm in this moment again history is repeating itself from last year where we're down people and the responsibility falls to me this is the job that i worked hard to get over my career this is the responsibility i wanted and it's not just me that these things are happening to because there's people involved and that's why they're not there so they have their own set of hardships that are happening and i feel for that it's just it's just something that you hope is not you doing it, but it's just the circumstances and you work through it and you find a way 
so that history doesn't repeat itself again because my work deserves my best. My family deserves my best when I'm at either place. Um, and right now, because of how much work is happening, it feels like work's getting my best and the family gets my leftovers. And that bothers me. Well, okay. So some of that is accurate. Some of it is not. And, and here's why I say that. We have been in the work harder mentality for the last couple of months because we have some pretty egregious goals coming up. Egregious? Yes. That's very. A, that's the wrong freaking word. No, it's not. Because there's have a some, lot coming up. We have some pretty magnanimous goals. It's not a bad thing, but we have... Okay, we'll just take the book, for example, because that's that's my world. I can talk from there. Yeah. Just finishing the manuscript, having the computer freak out and lose my manuscript because I didn't know what the hell button I pushed because I am not a Mac person. I know how to type. I know how to hit save. We're good. Not on a Mac. So it was a whole new experience. At the same time, the water pipes broke. At the same time, my back went out. At the same time, I'm trying to maintain exercising, food, all these other things. So just getting that manuscript done made me physically sick for four days. Yeah. Okay? But then we got the manuscript done. Now we're talking to the PA person. We found a great PA. I know where I'm going. I know who I want to be with. She's wonderful. I definitely want to work with her. Okay, we got a logo. We decided on a pen name. Oh, wait, now we need branding. Oh, shit. Okay, that's another cost. Because it's not just the logo anymore. Now it's like everything we do has to be in sync. There's a cost. Now we're working on the book cover. Now we're working on trying to get everything formatted. That's another cost. Now we're working on making sure that the PA has all these different outlets to use. Everything that we're trying to do all this stuff came up at one time and it shut me down quickly because this is overwhelming for me. There's too many decisions, too many choices. In all of my crazy, you were still able to stop in your workspace and give me what I needed. Mm -hmm. So you don't feel like you're giving us your all or your best, but when we need it, you are. Does that make sense? It's, it's not... I know it's not what you want. It's not how you want to give us your best. But you're making sure that the needs are met. So it's not all mm. the wants, but at least the needs are being met. Because it used to be, when before all this stuff happened last time, it was like, dude, we weren't even getting our needs met. You and I weren't getting any time together. Like nothing. You came home and you passed out. We just had so much going on. And we were dealing with Hunter getting ready to turn 18 and all the changes and him finally coming to grips with the fact that I'm 18 and I'm a grown man and nobody you're not. Your body is, but your brain ain't there. You know, we were dealing with a lot of different things and just we couldn't have you because you were just getting in the position. Here's the difference. Okay, you're in this position again. We know how to get through it. We know what we did last time, what worked and what didn't. So now it's time to game plan again. Okay, so we got to put some boundaries back into place. You do have a light at the end of the tunnel. You do have a little bit of help coming in. Maybe we need to back off some of these other things. I mean, we have all these goals between the goal, the podcast, the books, the kids wanting to get ready for stuff, driving school, God help me. All these things that are coming up, we're not stopping what we're doing. We've just got some big-ass speed bumps coming our way. Mm -hmm. so we just haven't been navigating them. We've been rolling right over them, but we haven't been taking the time to slow down 
and roll over them. Does that make sense? Yeah, I I think we did some course correct. We have. Um, when we had that huge three-hour discussion about working harder but not, you know, changing things and resting. I mean, it's um, it's a pleasure to hear you say that I'm not completely failing the family. I guess I was feeling like I, You're I have been. You're not failing anybody. It feels that way because it's overwhelming and there's just crap coming from all angles. I understand. Really, I do. I mean, dealing with kids wanting to do so many different things and constantly having to say, no, we can't. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we've got one that, God love her, she wants to buy all these different things for the kids to do and activities for them to do. And it's like, yeah, but we're not in a position to spend all that at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's it's something that we want to do, but it's not doable right now because we don't know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. But we're still not stopping. The hard part is we're so used to going and leaving and doing things with the kids and taking them out. That's the hard part. How, how do we navigate around? You know, everybody says, oh, go to the park. Okay, well, we tried to do that. Everything was caution taped. There's nothing to play on. You could just kind of go and sit in the grass. Yay. I can do that in my backyard. Well, not at the moment, but <laughs> I could. <laughs> I could a few weeks ago. But you're not failing at anything. It's just course correction. What's most important? What needs the most attention? And how do we make sure that we're focusing on those things? Like I said, when Hunter has meltdowns, he's allowed to call you at work. Mm-hmm. You stop what you're doing and you work him through it. Mm-hmm. That's not failing. That's the best of you for our son when he needs it. That's what matters. Well, I appreciate that. Because um, I just didn't, I wasn't looking at it that way. I, I'm trying very hard at home to be who this family needs me to be while I'm here. Mm-hmm. And I know last year wasn't the same. And, of course, I was, you know, I had other things going on last year. We always have other things going on, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know, with that major hernia situation going on and uh, the earthquake and and, and, yeah. and all that, you know. Um, but I, uh, I didn't expect you to say any of that, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I think that's something that guys need to hear. Maybe you're looking at it from the wrong side. Not, not that it's a wrong side, but maybe... You're just not looking at the things that you are doing. Yeah. Maybe you're, I mean, hell, look at me going through all this stuff. It's overwhelming because I can't get this done. I can't get this done. I can't get this done. There's too many freaking choices. And I don't know what's the right one. Mm -hmm. So we broke it down to a list. We're going to tackle this first. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to tackle this next. But then getting feedback on something and thinking, holy crap, I totally forgot this person even had. Okay, I did something right. Something good came out of this. You need to take a step back and look at what good is coming out of it. You went and planned a date night, which I wasn't even thinking could happen yet. Mm -hmm. That's probably the highlight of my week. I'm going out to dinner and I don't have to cook. I don't have to clean. And it's just you, me, and the guy who brings the food. I can handle that. Yeah. But that's a success. You know what I'm saying? That's something that we need. It's something I need. Right. So maybe out of all of this that we've been going through and talking about, maybe it's perspective that needs to be shifted a little bit. 
all this shit just feels overwhelming and overpowering and you are mentally and emotionally exhausted. Okay, well, let's go back and look at the positives. Let's go back and find the good and what's been going on. And let's go find out, okay, life's been happening, but what's been happening in life? What, what are we looking at? What are we doing? What changes have we... We had a boy over for the first time. We had... Our daughter was flipping out over that. That was a first experience, and it went off without a hitch. You know, we've got two grown men in our lives who call us mom and dad. They're not ours, but they're mine now. Mm-hmm. You put that label on me, buddy. I'm coming for you. Mm-hmm. Both young men have had some pretty major situations going on. We were there for that. Yeah. We're helping them through that. Mm-hmm. That That's a bonus, babe. That's a plus. That's the best of you being given to the people around you that need it. You just aren't seeing it because all the crap that's going on is the loudest voice in front of you. That's fair. Sometimes you got to learn to tell it to shut up. I haven't figured that out yet. Don't think I'm perfect because I'm not. He'll tell you. I have not learned to shut off the voices, but I have learned to take a step back and give myself credit where credit is due. Like when I had that last conversation of I didn't come to you, but I went somewhere. I knew enough to know to go somewhere. Yeah. I think you're right. You know, if I find anything in this, I have just been, um, work has just been all-consuming and overwhelming and um, that's probably what's not afforded me the moment to take a step back. I had a few days off where I could try to step back and recharge and get some time to think and Carb process. Load. <laughs> <laughs> but then I didn't get those days off. Yeah. You know, I still had to work. It's what, it's what the, the team needed because there was just no one else to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably the biggest lesson for me in all of this because I'm looking at all these notes and I'm like, what is anybody going to get out of this? I mean, I think I think a lot of people are facing adversity. I mean, each and every pe- person I talk to um, has some sort of adversity going on. And I don't like to focus on the negative things, but I haven't taken the time to really truly step back over the, over the last... Two, two months or so and give myself any credit for what I'm doing and, and what I'm trying to uh, what I'm trying to do for the family and for the company and you know all of that so you know it obviously I do have some bright spots that I'm just not paying attention to and I need to make sure that I do take a step back and that's where those once a week talks did have some kind of help when we were doing them because I I would have known how am I doing this week and maybe that's where I would have found out or whatever that I you know that I stepped up when you needed me to but uh, thank you for sharing that mm-hmm. and um, I got some calibrating to do we all do. I think we all do. It's tough, but it ain't impossible. So there's a, you know, a few things here that we didn't get to, but I think enough is enough for this episode. So where are you going to find victories in your adversity? Reach out to us, fellas. Let us know how you're doing. Obviously, I got some things to step back and think about, and you can 
Bet your bippy I'm going to do it. Until next time, for Jeannie Moran and the Q-Dog, this is Man versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.